Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, Jets fans, and welcome to the Jets podcast on 247sports.com. Along with Rick Lockland, I'm Daniel Feuerstein as we get ready to talk about the New York Jets in the free agent frenzy period. This is your preview podcast on the hot topics of who's coming over from the Jets. Who might the Jets lose? We don't know yet, but right now there's been a lot of wheeling and dealing going on already, and it's going to get exciting by the minute. And don't forget, everybody, this coming Wednesday will be the official day where all these free agent pickups will be official. Once again, along with Rick Lachlan, I'm Daniel Feuerstein. And Rick, so far, we already have some moves that the Jets have made. Uh, Exciting moves, I believe, that the Jets have made so far. Let's go with the trade that happened with the Oakland Raiders, of course, right about uh, earlier this morning, as once again, they make a deal with the Raiders. And with the Raiders, um, I believe it is uh, a, basically a front lineman, Kalichi Osamele, who has been traded to the Jets from the Raiders. And I believe it is for a fifth-round draft pick uh, as well going to Oakland for this offensive lineman. This, in my mind, Rick, 30 years old, but you have to say, even though he came off of a bad injury, missed the entire 2018 season. This is still a solid pickup for the New York Jets to fix that front five to protect Sam Darnold. And look, you know, I'll be honest, I am not over the moon about this trade the Jets have made. I mean, it's only a fifth-round pick. They right now have a, a player in Asamaili who was a pro bowler in both 2016 and 2017 you know he battled a number of different injuries last year including to his toe to his knee you mentioned it Daniel 29 30 years of age once the season's underway so there will be some question marks but he is really expected to step in and frankly replace James Carpenter at the right uh, guard position and ultimately I think that the Jets understand and seeing that this move was really the first major move they made during free agency. It tells me that Mike McCagnan has his head in the right place because clearly the the mission of this offseason is to surround Sam Darnold with as many potential weapons as possible to fortify that offensive line. And while I think there's some injury concern with this uh, trade they made, I think at the age of 29, 30 years old, there may be some concerns about wear and tear and if he's the same player as a couple of years ago. But regardless, it's an upgrade. I think the Jets made a proper move. But it's not going to be the type of Le'Veon Bell signing or anything like that that's going to have Jet fans uh, having parading in the streets. But at the same time, I think the Jets, if they can build their roster, have a couple of marquee free agent uh, blue-chip prospects come in and really fill out the other holes that they need on the team, they don't have to have the splashiest offseason. They just have to have power in numbers and try to find as many guys to plug as many holes on this roster as possible. Because let's face it, coming off a four-win season with the second-year quarterback and Sam Darnold, they have to just show some improvement this year. And I would say in year three, there has to be a playoff mandate on Sam Darnold and the Jets. And Christopher Johnson, the acting owner of the Jets, refused to put a playoff mandate on Adam Gase and this first-year head coach. So 
all you can hope for from Jet fans is to continue the development of Sam Darnold, and that starts and ends with protecting him and fortifying their offensive line. And I still think they're one player away from that offensive line from feeling pretty good about how the team looks when week one of the regular season gets underway in September. Now, here's not, there's no confirmation yet right now, but apparently it looks like Matt Paradis, a center from the Denver Broncos, might be coming to the Jets as well. Nothing official yet, but it's out there right now that Paradis is going to be signing with the Jets, uh, free agent at uh, once uh, the 4 o'clock uh, period opens up this Wednesday. And, you know, unfortunately for Spencer Long, who at the time – uh, I thought it was a good signing last year to you know to replace Nick Mangold, who retired, obviously. I thought that he was going to be the one that was going to at least do some good with him. But once he injured that finger on his snapping hand, uh, he just wasn't the same. Poor snaps to Sam Darnold that led to some poor interceptions, near interceptions, and just barely getting passes uh, completed because of the poor snapping. Uh, which they let him go, obviously. But if Matt Paradis does come from the Broncos to the Jets, that's another hole that McCagnan has filled that we didn't expect to happen. Yeah, and look, again, I think the Jets are going to have to leave no stone unturned. I think you have to avoid what I would look at like the Oakland Raiders, a team that just wants to make the big splashy move. They want to bring in Antonio Brown. You know, they, they bring in the tackle from the New England Patriots, sign him to a mega contract. The Jets can't throw good money after bad. They can't try to get in a bidding war for Le'Veon Bell. And look, I'll be the first to admit it. I think Le'Veon Bell would be a terrific move for the Jets at the right price. I don't think they should put all their eggs in one basket. They they understand they have $100 million in money to spend this free agency period. It doesn't mean you have to spend half of it on one single player. So uh, I, I think that Mike McCagnin, given from what I've seen just in this short free agency period. I know the signings, of course, cannot be announced official until Wednesday, but I think he understands that putting all his eggs in one basket is absolutely a recipe for disaster. And the Jets being a relatively young team, having a second year quarterback, you want uh, players along that offensive line that are going to be there for the next two, three, four years. And certainly, again, there may be some concerns about Asamali at his age uh, getting up there. But again, I think that you mentioned, uh, a guy in Matt Paradis who is highly thought of in NFL circles has been really uh, at the center position, an unheralded player. I think ultimately he could be a guy that the Jets would love to have and could be a terrific signing for them because they've struggled. I mean, they've really been spoiled at the center position when you go back to, uh, to Kevin Mawai, of course, the recent Pro Football Hall of Famer, and Nick Mangold. I mean, they, they've just been, over the last 15 to 20 years, it's been almost uh, a foregone conclusion the Jets had a Pro Bowl center. And now, of course, searching for that next guy after Nick Mangold and certainly have not been able to find him to date. So I think Paradis, a, a guy out of Boise State, 6'3", 300 pounds, uh, 29 years of age as well, just like Asamaili, I think that this could be a terrific signing. And again, nothing can be official till Wednesday. There's been no formal contract offer made. But that is a guy, if you were looking at the Jets' wish list, especially to fortify that offensive line, he, he would be at the top of the list for me personally. Now, here's something that just came through the wire, obviously right on NFL Network. 
due to the fact that this is coming from Ian Rappaport that was just recently reported on NFL Network about maybe uh, four or five minutes ago before we came on the air, Rick, at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the Jets have signed wide receiver Jamison Crowder from the Washington Redskins. Apparently, Gates wants a slot receiver. He's going to get one in Crowder. And you know what that means? It means that for me, even though the Antonio Brown situation, yes, the Jets were rumored to be back into the fight for him, didn't happen. And that's fine because, you know, as much of a great player as Antonio Brown is, Rick, he's a bit of a headache, unfortunately. We've seen what he just did at the end of this past uh, NFL season in 2018. Basically, just he wanted out of Pittsburgh. He felt he wasn't getting, I guess, respected by his head coach uh, in um, in his head coach in Pittsburgh, so he wanted to go somewhere else. Now he's with the Oakland Raiders. But but to get a solid young wide receiver like Jamison Crowder to come from the Redskins, that, I believe, is going to be a great addition to what Anunua is and to what Robbie Anderson is. We don't know about Jermaine Curse, and even if he doesn't stay, if the Jets decide not to re-sign him, you know, thank you very much for your time, Jermaine. But still, though, um, this, in my mind, is not a bad pickup at all for the Jets in the wide receiver core. And I am very skeptical about how this wide receiver core has come together. I mean, you look at a guy like Quincy Inunua, when he's on the field, he's productive. He's been nothing but a standout citizen off the field. He's available to the media. He does everything that you would like in a player and a leader in that locker room. Unfortunately, the injuries have gotten the best of him the last few years, of course, with the ankle injury that nagged him in 2018. But, you know, you look at a guy like Robbie Anderson has the opposite problem, just can't have his head screwed on right. He's just another bad decision away from being suspended by the Jets, possibly fined and suspended by the NFL. I mean, you know, I, there are a lot of question marks as far as how this Jets wide receiver corps will come together. And Jamison Crowder is a guy that was very productive in 2017, had three touchdowns, 789 yards receiving, and 66 receptions, but just failed to stay healthy last year, only appeared in nine games. So I know uh, Jet fans are really hoping to surround Sam Darnold with that much-needed slot receiving target. Danny Amendola was a name that hit the free agency market and was not on the free agent market for long. The Lions reportedly expected to sign him on Wednesday when everything becomes official. But I think this is really, if you look at Amendola, who's the proven thing, I think Crowder, still at 25 years of age, has a lot of productive years ahead of him. He's a younger option. He's a guy that that probably has something to prove after an injury-riddled 2018. So I think this this makes a lot of sense for the Jets. Again, it's not going to be the kind of move that's going to have Jet fans out out on the streets parading, ready to start bringing Lombardi back home to New York City. But it's again, I think Jet fans have to be patient. I think they have to understand that Rome was not built in a day. And some of these smaller moves that may be acquiring B plus A minus talent, that's okay if, if they're able to do that at a multitude of positions as opposed to trying to, again, sign the A-plus superstar guy when you and I both know, Daniel, football is the ultimate team sport. So you're only going to be as good as your weakest link. They need to protect their quarterback and Sam Darnold and be able to surround him with weapons. And I think the moves they made so far in off season, this offseason have certainly done that as these signings become official on Wednesday. Absolutely, and we'll have to wait uh, just a couple more days, like another day or two at 4 o'clock Eastern time. 
this coming Wednesday when these uh, deals are officially announced and are done. So a lot of interesting things going on in this NFL free agency frenzy. Now, the main crux of this podcast is, of course, Le'Veon Bell. We all know how many times that Jamal Adams has courted him to come to play for the Jets. How many times do we have to look on Twitter to see that Jamal Adams, you know, bringing him over, texting him to come over, seeing what he wants to do. We'll see what happens going forward. But once again, Rick, this is a situation where, you know, the Jets need a big-time running back to help out Sam Darnold. Not saying Bilal Powell has not been that guy. I think Bilal Powell is still needed on this team. But if you want to have an explosive running back, when you hand him the rock and he just goes right down the field and you can't stop a truck or a train, that is Le'Veon Bell right now. In your mind, Rick, if he is going to be courted to come to play for the Jets, not just to play with Sam Darnold, but how much money do you think the Jets are going to spend on Le'Veon Bell as we are getting ready very soon for these free agents to become part of brand new NFL teams or brand new players coming to the New York Jets. And look, again, I mean, you he just saw his teammate in Antonio Brown, a guy who's 30 years of age, was at odds with the team's franchise quarterback, had nothing but negative things to say about the Rooney family, the Steelers organization, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, this this is a situation where you have now a 27-year-old running back, a guy that played played his hand by sitting out the 2018 season, basically saying, you know, his time as a Steeler was done. He right now is ready for his big payday. He probably, at this point now, wants the second half of his career uh, to be one where, you know, he can restore his reputation and public image, but also be in the hunt. Uh, for a playoff spot and eventually a Super Bowl. And I think it's funny because you go back to Le'Veon Bell when the Steelers placed the franchise tag on him prior to the 2017 season. He made some backhanded comments about the Jets and who would sign there. And it's kind of ironic now that you look, things have come full circle just two years later where the Jets, uh, reportedly the Jets and the Bears are the two front runners to get him. Now, as far as the contract is concerned, this is one of the reports that was on 247sports.com uh, by Brian Diardo. Uh, it says, report Le'Veon Bell seeking $50 million to start a new contract. And, again, you know, it's just uh, one of those situations where the running back position has been devalued in the NFL. I understand that Le'Veon Bell is not your prototypical running back. He is a guy catches the ball in space can make people miss, can turn what looks to be a, a negative net loss play into a long scoring play. And those players are few and far between. But even with that being said, a guy that could be a security blanket for Sam Darnold could be a much needed player that frankly uh, gets the ball downfield and makes people miss with his unique running style. The fact that the Jets have made major moves toward fortifying that offensive line, even before uh, officially signing a guy like Le'Veon Bell, that tells me that I think they're gonna they're gonna make a hard push for him. They're gonna try to you know look and giving him a contract that's over twenty million dollars a season. And again, I think 
the way the NFL is going, the running back position is devalued. I think at 27 years of age, if he's looking for a four-year or five-year contract, uh, the Jets are really going to probably be eating that money in the fourth and fifth season, certainly. So, again, the Jets have to put all their ducks in a row and just evaluate, are they going to be this year and and certainly next year, are they going to be a viable playoff team where if you're signing a guy like Le'Veon Bell, he could be the missing piece to get this team, dare I say, into the playoffs, dare I say to challenge the Patriots in the division. You know, I think that's a pipe dream for a lot of Jet fans coming off a four-win season. But we've seen in the NFL, it is the ultimate team sport, but teams can, can really take the fast track, make a few free agent signings. They have the centerpiece and a franchise quarterback. So the Jets truly believe that these offseason moves are going to pan out. And if they add a guy like Le'Veon Bell, that could be the tipping point that will put them over the top then I think they have to do it. But unfortunately, I don't think they should do it at all costs. I don't think they should bid against themselves. I think they should try to give him a team-friendly deal and not basically put all their eggs in one basket because if Le'Veon Bell uh, is injured, if Le'Veon Bell becomes a guy that's just happy and content after getting his money and doesn't perform the way he did prior to the contract, the Jets have no way of protecting themselves. So I, I would caution them against giving him the mega deal like we saw with Antonio Brown. But unfortunately, just given the market, I think he's going to demand top dollar, whether he goes to the Jets or to another team. Really quick here, they, the NFL Network, or should I say NFL.com, did a quick poll. The four teams that are up for the services of Le'Veon Bell are not just the Jets, but the Oakland Raiders, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Baltimore Ravens. The McDonald's, um, well, I should say their, their, their fan poll has the Raiders, 38% of Bell going to them. The Jets are second with 30%. Third team is the Colts with 21%. And the Ravens are dead last with 11%. But, you know, let me just say this right now. Let me just say this right now, Rick. I think that Le'Veon Bell needs to understand something. He is not going to get the money he's asking for. I don't believe Le'Veon Bell is going to get all that money. I mean, look at how much money Antonio Brown just got from the Raiders. And obviously the Raiders are probably would love to have Le'Veon Bell, but how much salary cap do they have left? I don't think they have much going for them. This is where I believe that the Jets have the salary cap uh, money to do it. And at the same time, here's what I think they should do. I've said this before to friends. I've said this to you and other colleagues of 247sports.com, including uh, our, our fellow Jets writers like Michael Cohen. I would expect a three-year deal. If you want to do a four-year deal with Le'Veon Bell, the fourth year must be an option. I believe $50 million for three years, fourth year an option, is the deal, and it's all guaranteed. You don't give up much. You don't have to worry about much. You give it to him guaranteed, maybe the first two years, third year you do something else, maybe a little whatever, whatever's left over. Fourth year is an option. Either you, the, the team has the option or Bell has the option in the fourth year. But other than that, I believe that would probably be uh, a solid signing. I've had no complaints ever since I've said it. Now I'm saying officially on our podcast on air four-year deal or three-year deal with a fourth-year deal being an, a, a club option, a, a team option by the Jets for $50 million, period, and all $50 million is guaranteed. What's your opinion about that? And, look, I think the Jets have to be creative, like you mentioned. I mean, obviously, of course, these NFL contracts are not guaranteed. 
you can play with the money as far as the signing bonus is concerned. And look, if we were talking about a, a top five running back, and uh, you know, I could use an example. If we were talking about, let's just say hypothetically, a guy like Marshawn Lynch, if they wanted to bring him in at the end of his career, there is no way that I think the Jets should open up the checkbook and sign Lynch for whatever his asking price is. Le'Veon Bell, to me, is a different animal. He is a guy that not only can help Sam Darnold in the passing game, he is just the way he even runs. You see how he he uh, uh, portrays the line of scrimmage. He's basically uh, looking and trying to make that next guy miss and find the open field. So he is a very unique generational type talent. I mean, the only guy you really can compare to him is uh, this past year's rookie in Saquon Barkley. I mean, those guys are at an elite level. If you want to say there's some running backs that are at the A level, they are at the A++ level. They are just the the elite of the elite. So, again, if the Jets, and it looks to me like they're doing everything they can to fortify the offensive line, to protect Sam Darnold, and to try to get a running game going, I think Le'Veon Bell could be that missing piece to transform this Jet offense, which was, of course, bottom third in the NFL last season, into a very formidable running team. And let's face it, I mean, even with the Jets of 2009 and 2010, with Mark Sanchez as quarterback, I mean, they, they had a bruising running game. They had a physical offensive line. You want to look at some of the signings they made back then, of course, uh, and Alan Fanica, uh, Damian Woody. I mean, these, these guys were not exactly 22, 23 years of age. They were older, experienced linemen. But, yes, they had some wear and tear on the tires, but they also had some experience. And I'm seeing a lot of the similarities between some of the moves the Jets made uh, back in yesteryear, 2008-2009-2010, to basically establish what ended up being one of the best offensive fronts in the entire NFL. And I'm not saying the Jets at this point have done that, but I think they've taken some small steps in that direction. And, again, we we mentioned this, Daniel. If if the Jets were not to have addressed the offensive line, they maybe added a slot receiver in Jameson Crowder. They added a safety, and they they added a a fullback. And they didn't address the offensive line, brought in Le'Veon Bell. It would be a moot point. There would be no point in bringing him in here, uh, running behind a subpar front. But now that you have some quality veterans that can pave the way for him to have a successful season, I think now more so than ever, I'm not telling the Jets to sell the farm, but I think they should at least aggressively bid to get Le'Veon Bell um, at somewhat of a reasonable price. And I think what you propose, Daniel, may end up working in the end. I think it will, Rick. And I mean, look, if it doesn't happen and Le'Veon Bell is still going to play hardball with the Jets, then it's not worth it. Because if he doesn't want to understand that, if the New York Jets are offering him $50 million guaranteed, no ands, ifs, or buts, you get a three-year deal. If it's a four-year deal, the fourth year becomes an option year, either through the Jets or you give it to Bell and let him decide if he wants to remain with the Jets or not. I think that you know there's no strings attached. I believe that it's going to be uh, a great deal for Bell if he wants to be here at MetLife Stadium wearing green and white. Now, some other deals have been already made, obviously. Frank Gore just signed with the Buffalo Bills for one year, $2 million. So basically this is probably his last deal or his last team in the NFL. Uh, God knows how long he's been in the uh, NFL for. Um, And uh, Nick Foles, he's going to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars for four years and $88 million. That's fine because, as we already knew, that Blake Bortles was going to get cut, which he has already been cut by the Jaguars. 
Jets are not interested in him, and that's fine. But I think right now for the Jets, and we've already said, you know, Danny Amendola, when originally he was going to be cut, when he was cut by the Dolphins, we talked off the air saying, you know, why not bring him over? But obviously he's now with the Detroit Lions. So basically anything to do with the Patriots, you know, Matt Patricia being the head coach of the Detroit Lions, obviously he was going to go to someone where he felt comfortable. I don't know how he felt comfortable with Gase, but we can tell that's why he went to Detroit. And our colleague in Michael Cohen made a good suggestion, and he would said that the Jets should maybe consider bringing Ryan Tannehill in as a backup quarterback, a guy that knows Adam Gase's system inside and out, can be a tutor to Sam Darnold, maybe even on a one-year contract, uh, you know, where basically he's going to look to find another landing spot in 2020. But ultimately, again, I think this is a situation with the Jets where they're in a good spot. I think ultimately, finally, for the first time in a long time, they are not looking for a quarterback. And you see the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you know, I, I just feel like they missed the boat uh, with Blake Bortles. I mean, everybody in the world knew that Blake Bortles was was not a capable NFL starting quarterback. And a couple of years ago when they had that dominating defense, a team that, you know, looked fantastic, they were just really a few plays away in that AFC championship game, that 10-point second-half lead against the New England Patriots from getting to and potentially winning a Super Bowl and to have that slip through their grasp. We saw how, how devastating that was to them in that game, and there was a carryover effect last year. The defense wasn't the same. There were some rumblings in the locker room as far as the, the team fracturing. And now bringing in Nick Foles, a guy who is a Super Bowl winner, a Super Bowl MVP, I think that is the perfect type of move for Jacksonville and could jumpstart them back into a possible playoff mix. But, again, this is, this is where the Jets are in free agency. They have the luxury of not having to worry about that quarterback. They can look to pick and choose little pieces along the way. And whether it is a Jamison Crowder, an Osmiley, or uh, as we mentioned, a Paris, I think that these are the type of moves the Jets need to make and will make in the coming days and weeks ahead to just slowly make them graduate from a team that's maybe at a C, C-plus level to a B-minus, B-level. And, you know, they're not going to make a quantum leap overnight. There's going to be some struggles. They're not going to go from a four-win team to a 12-win team in all likelihood. We're looking at probably an eight- or nine-win team. They basically, in that week 17, fighting for a position for an AFC wildcard spot. You know, I think most Jet fans, if that was the scenario, I think most of them would accept it, especially given such a, a young quarterback in his second year and a first-year head coach, at least first year with the New York Jets, in Adam Gase. That's all you can ask for. So I know Jet fans are notorious for being impatient. They want the quick fix. But the Jets have been patient in their approach building this roster, and I think they'll continue to do so during this free agency period. Yep, Exactly. Um, and here is the deal and the numbers on the contract for Jamison Crowder uh, by the Jets. And as I'm getting ready to uh, download it right here, uh, it's a three-year deal worth $28.5 million with $17 million fully guaranteed. That, Rick, is just a – I think that's a smart move. I think that's a smart move by McCagnan. Three-year deal, $17 million fully guaranteed out of the 
Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Again, uh, Daniel, I think you should submit your letter to, to Mike McCann and Christopher Johnson because that, to me, makes the most sense. You're creative with how the Jets are going to use their salary cap space. You're being creative with how they structure the contract. And ultimately, again, I, I want to see what plays out. I think, you know, again, I would list the Jets as the top, if not the top suitor, for Le'Veon Bell, and you know, I think a lot of teams are are cautious about pursuing him just because of the fact that, again, you know, he this was unprecedented for him to sit out an entire football season with the intention of trying to cash in on a big payday. So to me, that scares a lot of NFL teams that think, is he in it for the money? Is he going to just collect his check like we saw with Muhammad Wilkerson? And all of a sudden, the work ethic goes out of the window. Uh, he doesn't start caring about the, the his practices, his teammates, the game. He becomes a selfish player. I think that is what's cautioning a lot of teams to basically be out on the Le'Veon Bell sweepstakes. I think that remains to be seen what's going to happen. I don't think I don't think that's going to be the case with Le'Veon Bell. I think there's going to be a lot of excitement in New York. He's going to have a young quarterback in Sam Darnold that can be an exciting offense. And we've seen what Saquon Barkley, a guy, as I mentioned, is the elite of the elite of running backs and how terrible the Giants' offense. Could you imagine how much they've struggled over the past few years with Eli Manning, a quarterback, if he didn't have a safety net in Saquon Barkley to be able to dump the ball off to? I mean, the Jets, the Giants had one of the worst offenses in the league last year. They would have absolutely had the worst in the league if they had not had Saquon Barkley. So that's what kind of a difference maker Le'Veon Bell can be. But, again, if the Jets get him for the right price, I say 100% bring him in here and let's let's go to work and see how things come together during training camp and as far as the preseason as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The New York Jets have already made some moves. Uh, hopefully more moves to come before everything gets announced on Wednesday, March the 13th at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, once again, Jameson Crowder, officially a member of the New York Jets at the wide receiver rankings. Uh, at the core of the Jets, it should be fun. Let's wait and see what happens with Le'Veon Bell. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time. For Rick Lachlan, I'm Daniel Feuerstein, and this is the Jets Podcast on 247sports.com. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye for now.